somewhere on this podcast, a bodily function happens. That That's true. And it's not the one that you immediately thought it was. No. And it leads us to a spiritual truth. I can't believe I'm agreeing with all this, but yes, that, that all happens. Well, hello there. It's Rochelle and Carter again, your pals. Hello. God, what was that voice? It made me think about the Seinfeld episode with Uncle Leo. Leo? Hello. Hello, you, Uncle you Leo. You say hello. <laughs> I got you shoplifting. <laughs> uh, so, no, we, this is the Anything But Quiet Time podcast where we talk about our quiet times. Really, it's an out loud quiet time time. Can I say Happy New Year? Is Happy it, New is, Year. Is that weird? If If you're listening right now and it's May. That's weird. It's going to feel weird. But right now when we're recording it, what is this, the third? This is the third. Can we? Of January. Of January, yeah. 2020. Can we pick a date to not say Happy New Year after? Ah, are you going to dismiss somebody if they tell you Happy New Year past the date that we pick? If somebody comes up to me on April 16th mm-hmm. and tells me Happy New Year, I will absolutely dismiss them. I, I really want to Google right now. When is the Chinese New Year? Well, that Then that's a different thing. Happy Chinese New Year. I don't know when it is. I was in a Chinese restaurant yesterday and I said, Happy New Year. Were you off? Did you get to celebrate? And they said, no, we were open and we were working. And then I I said, wait a second. Would you would you celebrate the same way we do? Or do you usually celebrate the Chinese New Year? And she was nodding. Yes, Chinese Chinese New Year. Year. You know, somebody actually said to me that 2020, you know, it could be the year of the dragon, year of the pig, things like that. 2020, actually, on the Chinese calendar, it's a year of the optometrist. (laughs) It's just (laughs) an emblem of glasses for 2020. Oh, my word. I'm looking it up now. I have to. I think it's late January. I I swear it's late January, early February. So then we would be way off. Okay. What is it? It is January 25th. So on April 16th, no matter who comes up to me, if you say Happy New Year, I'm going to be like, no, I'm not going to, I don't accept. You know who says Happy New Year on April 16th? Who? It's your accountants because they're like, hey, (laughs) we're done with this year. Money, 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 money. (laughs) That's exactly right. Uh, One thing that we have discussed, we do the morning show on a station called KSBJ in Houston weekday mornings. And, of course, available at Hope On Demand is maybe how you found this. If not, you got a lot of great resources through HopeOnDemand.com, including a Bible reading plan. Yes, and we want to encourage you, like, any time that— well, and this is my favorite part about websites. It's like, I remember the days when I had to go to the library when the doors were open, right? But, and, and the newspapers were on the sticks? So the, on the sticks, yes. Don't make fun of me. Sorry. But that was a thing, and— I, I remember having to wait on their time. And so what is one of the blessings of the Internet? Because sometimes we get obsessed about talking about all the negatives and there are plenty of negatives. Mm-hmm. Yes, but it's a wonderful tool. And so at any moment of any day, you are in need. You're feeling down and out or whatever it is. You're needing advice on relationships. There is such incredible stuff on this website. We can't say it enough. HopeOnDemand.com. The reading plan that if you're going through it, whether in in part or you want to read through the Bible in a year, this is the availability mm-hmm. to do that and follow follow this. Uh, the uh, I've been reading through Matthew, and in Matthew four one through three, this really always always you know strikes me because Jesus is God, so I feel like he really could have done whatever he wanted in some of, in some of this uh, when he's being tempted by the devil in the wilderness. Okay, and of course, like the. You know, he obviously had scriptures to come back with, but basically if, if Jesus, if he didn't want to go through with this plan of coming to this earth and dying for our sins, I personally don't think that he had to, but he is so adamant about the will of the father. Right. 
that he sets this example for us that it's not about us. And so there are um, so many things I want to say right now, but I will hold my tongue because you're not done. Well, I'll read the verse. OK, read the verse. I'll read the most important thing. And Wait, then let Rochelle me write will... it. I'm an old lady, so let me write it down yeah. so I don't forget. Okay. Is Matthew 4, 1 through 3. Stop it. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, then Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness mm-hmm. to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Uh, What it says, the commentary on it that you'll find at hopeondemand.com, Satan wanted to destroy Jesus, his mission, his character, and his relationship and trust in God. And Mm. that's the one just about being hungry. That's one of the ones I'm like, I I don't know if that, I don't think that would have been a sin, but, but with Jesus, he knew that it's not... That would become pride if he wanted to do what he wanted to do, especially for somebody like us that's not part God, fully man, fully God. And so uh, he respected the will of the Father and stayed strong even through those temptations. I think, yeah, you nailed it. You know, you talked about if he is God and we know him to be God, because there are three parts to God. This is what we believe. There's the Father part of him. There's the Son and the Holy Spirit. And he came as the Son so that he could enflesh take upon himself our sin mm. and put it on the cross. And that was the way that we'd be able to to commune once again and be in fellowship with God. Yeah. And it would have gone against his character, his nature to do it any other way. Like he literally, yes, I do believe he had to die for us. If you think about it, if God is pure love. True. If he is pure I mean, we don't really, I mean, we, we can touch on it in, a, in pieces because of the Holy Spirit allowing us to touch on who God is, love, joy, and peace, these things that, that we, we characterize him to be. But he, in fact, is the manifestation of love. So if he is pure love, then there was no other thing that he could do because that's what love does. He, it lays down itself. Greater love has no one than this. He wouldn't have done anything else. That's right. So he can't go against his character. So if he is in nature God, then yeah, he had to go through all of this stuff. Isn't that an interesting thought? I just love reality rather the fact that he recognized that it is the will of other because you you did see him later in the the garden, you know, before he was going to die on the cross. He said, God, is there any other way? And he, through prayer, realized, no, I'm, I mean, it's your will. Yeah. I'm going to go through with this sure. if you want me to. I'm just asking if there's another way. And clearly he did. And that was the way. Yeah. Uh, one thing that we discussed on the KSBJ Morning Show is Alex Trebek is, and of course, it depends on when you're listening to this. If you're listening to this three years in the future, it might be a completely different reality. But he has been dealing with pancreatic cancer and stage four. And he's just been heroic. Continuing the show yeah. and the... The way the things that he said about if it's my time, it's my time and recognizing mm-hmm. his humanity. Yeah. And he said something that they, 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 he's still going to continue rec- recording the show. Uh-huh. But he knows what he's going to say whenever his la- whenever he's not well enough to do it. He knows what he's going to say on his last episode. And it's something to the effect of. I don't know who's going to replace me. Whatever the host is going to be. Don't ask. I have no say in that. But he or she will be just as successful as me. I have no doubt about that. If you're as kind to them as you've been kind to me. It's contingent on that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Whether or not, if you are as kind to them as you are to me. 
And then that, so what that does is speaks directly to me as a human being. And I'm like, oh, if I can open my heart a little bit more for this individual, we get stuck because we fall in love with people. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and that that's why, that's why I'm really grateful that God, he absolutely loves us. But I've heard it said that all of us are his favorite, if you will. Mm-hmm. I mean, Max Lucado said, if there was a refrigerator in God's house, your picture would be on it. Well, that's a lot of kids and that's a lot of art. Yeah. Right? yeah. But he is able, he has the capacity to love like that. And he gives us through his spirit that same kind of love. So why do I close myself off in those kinds of things where it's like, well, that person isn't as good as that person. <laughs> and I start to do the comparison game. God never compares one child to another. It per se, he knows what's in us. So he knows when we're, when we're fumbling our lives and not, you know, scoring the goal. But he he wants the best for us. And he knows that to do that, it's not to say, man, I wish you were more like Carter, Rochelle. Mm. No, he's like, I know your best you and this isn't it. So follow me and you'll find who you are in my identity. This is the part of the lesson that we went with when we originally discussed it about um, having the grace for other people when they're trying to fill somebody's shoes. Yeah. Can I bring up the dark side of this lesson. I wish we had Star Wars music. I wish we had that. Please go there. Yes. I'm going to say what I've done when I have been in Alex Trebek's shoes. Clearly not the same. I've never been the host of a 30-year incredible show. No, I've seen your like shoes. Don't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Quite smaller than Alex Trebek's. I have been at different radio stations and been on the air. And when I decide to, even when I decide to leave, um, I, whoever they bring in next, I don't want them to crash and burn necessarily, Mm -hmm. but I don't want them to do as well as me. Yeah, that's an ego thing we deal with. I, I honestly, not necessarily career, but I have had this conversation with my husband if I go to heaven before you do, obviously I'm going to be in a place that's better than here. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the jealous side, the flesh side of me, that's still very live and very present still, it has trouble with the thought of if you find someone else. Yeah. I want the best for my husband. And if his best is having another woman love him well while still on this earth until God takes him home, then that should be, that should be it. And I've heard so many incredible women that are like, yes, I've told my husband he should absolutely remarry. And I'm like, well, girl, I wish I was as strong as you in this moment. (laughs) Ultimately, ultimately, yes, I want that for my husband. But I struggle with those thoughts. Why? Because of my ego. We want to be validated. Well, yeah. We want to have a place to be written down in history, even if it's not this famous national history. But eventually, even the people we know will be gone and, and from this earth and with Jesus, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you think about some of the legends of the time. Fatty Arbuckle from the early <laughs> 1900s in film. Nobody knows who that is. Well, you do. I, I do, and I bring it up, but you're going to have to look that up on who that was. He was one of the biggest stars of the time. Yeah. And so even in our personal history of our our work position or our family position, and I just respect the heck out of Alex Trebek for right. it, whether he's fighting internal feelings or not, mm-hmm. uh, to say that as an action, to get it going of, I'm going to be rooting for the person that follows up 
with this show. Yeah. And he's obviously thinking even even further about it. he's not even going to be here to worry about it. But to actively say that now and to not root against the person that replaces you, even as good of a job that you've done. And even if you know that and everybody tells you that it, it still can go to that pride place. Yeah. So that's why you think about Alex Trebek, but you think about what Jesus did. He didn't like I said, didn't have to do that stuff, but he did it because he loves us. And and ultimately he put the will of the Father first, right. not himself. And what's really amazing, before he left this planet to go back to the Father, he said, I got to go because my spirit wants to come down right here with you, in the mm. midst of you, be in you. Yeah. And you're going to do bigger things than I did. Right. That reminds me a little bit of what Alex was saying. He's going to have a replacement. And, you, well, it's still God's spirit. Right, right. But it also lends to that play. Oh, Okay. There's no ego in God. No. Because that's against his character as well. He, I mean, every, the well, buck stops he's, here. He's confident, right? I mean, he knows <laughs> what's up. He is, yeah, he's Alpha and Omega. He is, I am that I am, he told Moses. Yeah. He's um, not petty. No, no. Um, when you struggle with those issues, I read this incredible devotional thought the other day. You know, the verse, let me read the verse. It's in, here it is. It's about... You mean Rochelle from KSBJ doesn't have it memorized no, in her head? This is a brand new devotional book. See, now oh. we're in the new year and I'm doing something different because I read the Bible chronologically. I'm happy to say January 31st, 525 p.m., I finished reading the Bible That's incredible. January 31st. Yes, and I wrote it down. Wow, you did it in 31 days. Uh, oh, my word. Wait, what? You said January 31st. Is that what I said? Yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry. Does December that... 31st? <laughs> I should have yeah. written that down. <laughs> so here's here's the devotional I was reading the other day. In Luke 17, verse 6, it talks about having faith the size of a mustard seed. Mm -hmm. A really tiny little seed. If you've ever seen it. And you could say, even if you had faith that tiny, you could say to this mountain, move. And it would have to move. Well, if you were to translate the Greek, this very specific verse was not just talking about, hey, just mention to this mountain move. It was talking about the authority, the command of, I believe with everything that God, who God is, if he is all powerful and he is in me, then I am able to literally move, uproot strongholds in my life, hmm. mountains in my life. And I've always likened that to, oh, well, maybe it's a medical thing or a financial thing. It even goes to the root of emotions. So we're talking about if you struggle with ego, you struggle with the thought of maybe one day having to say to your husband or to your wife, I want you to be able to move on in freedom because you struggle with that. Well, you know what? I don't want to just go, yeah, that's something I struggle with and leave it there. No, I need to, in the name of Jesus, command these kinds of things to be uprooted in my life and get out of town. We mentioned unforgiveness when you you brought this up the yeah. other day. Yeah. That we just think, well, it's just who I am, it's my personality or they you know, they hurt me or whatever. It's possible. It's it's possible and oh, yeah. and I certainly don't grasp it enough. And I'm not supposed to to stay in that place of, well, I really should work on that. Well, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like the, the you know, the resolutions to lose the 10 pounds. You know, obviously the that's not one that I'm going to like get on some sort of soapbox and go, yeah, you should be more like me. No, I trust me. <laughs> Excuse me. Bless uh, you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I, I definitely want to move forward from these places that are less than holy because God has called us to live a sanctified life, which breaking down that giant word just means you're set apart to be holy. Period.
And if I'm thinking these things that are less than, well, then I ain't cutting mustard. And God's like, hey, if you have faith as a mustard seed, then you should have authority in this because you have me. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah. I think that's really, really good that you brought that up. And, you know, the whole Alex Trebek thing anyway, um, maybe you're in a position where people are saying, well, you're not Alex Trebek. Obviously, it's not the same, but, you know, you're not filling your current job's shoes as well as other people have. Remember Rob? Oh, he was the best. Yeah. Oh, he was here right before you. You know, God, <laughs> God establishes people in positions for a reason. And if you felt like God led you to that place, you've been appointed and anointed is what someone told me once. Mm. Anointed for that position. That's another fancy word. That's something you'll read in the Bible. And an anointing is, that was like, you think about when Samuel, the prophet, came to King David. He wasn't king yet. But he knew he was being appointed king by the Holy Spirit, had taken him to this house where he was the smallest, the scrawniest of all the brothers. But that's the one God chose to be king. And he anoints him with oil to establish this is this is where God is putting you. You know, you have been appointed and anointed to that position. And don't filter what you're doing there through other people's vision and other people's thoughts about you. You got to go through what God's thinking about you. And that's the most important thing. But if it still bugs you that people will say stuff, uh, I've learned it's temporary. Yeah. And it, it may hurt for a year. And staying every time somebody decides to bring them up and you're not as good as them or even just talking about how good they were and even not even comparing, but you still feel like they're comparing. Yeah. Um, people will switch jobs. People will learn to love you, too. Yeah. It will go away. And even if they don't, they'll find some other bandwagon <laughs> to get upset about, and you'll become lesser. Who sets the thermostat to 71? <laughs> so speaking of the Greek, there's this book that I was gifted. It's from Rick Renner. Uh, it's nothing new. It's been on the shelves for a while. And interestingly enough, when I was given it for a Christmas present, my father had had plans to give me this same book. Isn't that interesting? Who got you the Christmas? You got it? This is from Jen, our, oh. our midday gal. And then he, your dad almost got it for you. And he was like, oh, I brought it home for Christmas so he could see my new book. I was like, look at this. This is so awesome. It's called Sparkling Gems from the Greek. And he said, Rochelle, I'm not even kidding. I was going to give you my old dog-eared written in the columns copy. I'm so glad I didn't. because It's good, it's good that you got the new this version. This is lovely and hardback. Instead of pastrami sandwich stains on it. <laughs> How did you know his love for pastrami? <laughs> I know the cured meat. It's so funny. So this is one that really spoke to me today. You just heard me sneeze a second ago. Um, I, by the time my children possibly will hear this, it'll be out. We're surprising them with a trip to Disney. Oh, I accidentally just sent this file to them. Stop that. I'm sorry. We're going to surprise them. Tonight is the night. Yeah. It's very exciting. And this is kind of what happens, I think, to all of us. We ramp up, we ramp up, we ramp up. Mm -hmm. And then what happens to our immunities because we've been pressing and stressing? Yeah, you lose it. You get sick. You get tired at the very least. <sighs> the older I get, too, I feel like I'm more sick more often. I don't like that. And I start to to be distressed about those kinds of things and and go to places that are not necessarily healthy. And I'm not talking about physically. I'm talking about mentally, even mm -hmm. spiritually, emotionally man, I'm doing it again. I can't believe this. Or or just leaning into the sickness because you need a day off. Oh, fine. I'm just going to not want to choose to feel better, even if I had a choice. Mm -hmm. I read this today and it really kicked me in the pants. Philippians 1.19 says, For I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. That is from King James. So I had to do a little bit more uh, uh, 
contemplation, a little pontification. Yeah. What did that mean? What they want me to learn from this verse, when you translate this one particular word from Philippians, let me tell you a story. In Greek times, there was this choir, and we're talking, we're talking classic Greece. They had this huge period of time where they practiced and practiced and practiced. They were going to even take it on the road. And the, the weird thing about it is they didn't even think about funding, apparently. So when they were ready, rehearsed up, they're like, oh, yeah, we don't have any money to go travel and sing. I don't know if you've ever been there. Recently, uh, we've had some people go and they had to fundraise to go to the Rose Parade. Yeah, a couple of bands in this area to the Rose Parade and to the Sugar Bowl. Yeah. yeah. So you know what funding fundraising looks like. Maybe you're a PTA mom and you're the one who's back in the school. Uh-huh. They didn't have any of the funds. But then this guy steps in, this super rich guy in Greece, and he not only covers the, the charge for the trip, but it's like so much money. They don't even know what to do with all of it. Hmm. Paul uses the words that he specifically uses to reference this well-known story in the Greek. That when we tap into the spirit, not only do we receive what we need, we have more than we know what to do with. That's fascinating. If you feel less than right now, then we can be tapping into the one who has more than we need. Now, yes, uh, that doesn't mean that I will stop sneezing per se, but it helps me change my attitude. And it's like, wait, wait a second. I have this incredible Jesus at my at my fingertips in my world. His spirit is inside me. Am I utilizing it to the extent that I can? Am I saying, Holy Spirit, today I'm choosing in the midst of sneezing more. I'm choosing to tap into you. I'm being encouraged. I'm not comparing myself to Carter who gets sick one time a year, which doesn't seem fair a lot of the time, Carter, even though I'm very happy for you. That's one, great. One time a year. That's about the average. He's a very strong immunity. And so sometimes I'm even challenged in my spirit about that. It's like, I'm texting him again because I don't feel good again. I can't come into work again. Carter's still going strong. He's still going strong. And we get into that comparison thing, even though we're happy for those around us who may seem to be coming out on top. They're the ones who are, I don't know, overachieving, it looks like, from the outside. We've all got our own struggles. We should never do the comparison thing. But the Holy Spirit's reminder to me in this verse alone, it says this is the way we should be translating the verse. I am certain that this situation will ultimately turn around and result in my deliverance. I'm sure of it. First, because you are praying for me. And second, because of the special contribution of the Spirit that Jesus Christ is donating for my present cause. Isn't that so good? Well, it was good even before. And then you realize how special it was to the people he was talking to. And it's just like acknowledging like a national thing. Like if he was doing a verse on confusion, it was as confusing as the gold and white dress or blue and black dress. You know, he took (laughs) something that was at the time that we don't know. Right. And and he how much more impactful was it then because he used a specific example? Relevant. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, I love that when, and here's what I like about these kinds of tools, these devotional tools. Again, this is Rick Renner, Sparkling Gems. This is the first volume from the Greek. It makes it relevant to you. It was a great verse, like you said, from the beginning. And then you go, whoa, it just got more sparkly. Yeah. 
Yeah. And and so there's there's we've said this before on these podcasts. There's always something new whenever you read the scripture. When somebody does their research, though, and is able to tap into what that new is and you get a little bit more context, a little deeper, dude, and it kicked me in the pants and I needed it. Well, there you go. And and maybe I hope I pray that you will feel better as well, especially as you go on a trip. But uh, but I think even in the midst of our physical circumstances, you know, having a a truth like that um, is so powerful. Yeah. But yeah, I certainly don't want to be sneezing on Donald Duck. You know how mad he would be? Oh, my word. What would he what would he say? (laughs) And then he'd kind of. Seemingly sneeze all over you is what. Well, that, I mean, he's got a lot of feathers. There's, <laughs> there's some dander there. <laughs> hey, by the way, if you are looking for good truths and inter- interpreting scripture and and the Bible reading plan again, can't stress it enough. HopeOnDemand.com, some great resources for you.